listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Heart Matters is kind of a play on words, isn't it? It, it can mean two different things. It means like the matters of the heart, right? The issues of the heart, heart matters. It can also mean that the heart is important. The heart matters, right? So it's kind of got that double entendre, you know, it has two meanings to it. And, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about both of those meanings, the heart matters and the matters of the heart. Everyone find your heartbeat right now. See if you can do it. Go ahead. Average heartbeat somewhere at resting, somewhere between 70 and 90 beats a minute, resting. If it's at 90, we'd probably want to call a doctor. You might want to start exercising a little bit more. Did you find your heartbeat? If you can't find it, you probably got some problems. Did you find it? Everyone in here has a heartbeat. Everyone in here has a heartbeat. You should have a heartbeat. Matter of fact, if that is the sign of life, is a heartbeat. Isn't that right? Did you find your heartbeat? Did you find it? Good. Wave at me if you found your heartbeat. I want to make sure everybody found good, 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 good. Y'all, would you all agree that the heart is important? Is your heart important? You bet it is. You bet it is. And you should be taking care of your heart. It's true. The heart is the center of life. The heart is the center of life. Matter of fact, when a new mom goes in for her ultrasound, what is she listening for? She's listening for this. Anybody heard that before? That's the heartbeat of a brand new little baby being knit together in his or her mother's womb right there. That's the heartbeat. They're listening for that because it's the sign of life. A body is even considered living, even if the brain has no activity. It's called being brain dead. If the heart is still pumping, the body is still considered alive because it's the center of life. But if the heart stops... It's over. It's done. That's why heart care is so important. That's why taking care of your heart is so vitally important to have a productive life. With all this in mind, I want you to read. Let's all read this together. This is our theme verse for the next few weeks. Take a look at this verse. Let's all read this together loudly and clearly when I say begin. Ready? Begin. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. This is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, there in the Old Testament. Written by King Solomon, wise man. He says, above all else, above how much stuff? Some things? All things. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. If you did your Proverbs reading with us this summer, then you probably remember this passage of Scripture. Question. When Solomon makes this statement in Proverbs, you think he's referring to that fist-sized muscle that's there in the center of your chest? You think that's what he's talking about? Is he making a statement that we should exercise more and focus more on cardio rather than building muscle mass? Do you think that's what Solomon's saying? You should focus more on cardio. That's what you should be doing. 
Maybe he's saying that medicine should focus and pay more attention on the myocardium, which is the scientific word for the heart. Actually, it's not what Solomon's talking about at all. He's not referring to the physical heart. Do you know you have a second heart? You have a second heart. It's a spiritual heart. And this is what he's referring to. And typically when the Bible refers to the heart, it's referring to the spiritual heart. It's important to take care of your physical heart. It's important to not ignore your physical heart altogether. But what the Bible is referring to here is the center of your being. It's the heart that speaks who you really are as a person. The heart is called there in scripture, the wellspring of life. Can you see that visual picture? The wellspring of life. It's a wellspring that bubbles up and, and, and life flows from that. It's the center of who you are and it affects everything you do. Your spiritual heart, as it says here on the screen, is, is the totality of your mind, that is your intellect, your emotions, your feelings, and your will, that your choices. It's the totality of all of that. It's the central portion of who you are, your being. When the Bible refers to your heart, it's talking about that portion of you, your spiritual heart. With this in mind, listen to what Jesus says there in the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 45. He says this, Jesus Christ himself says this, a good produce person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil per per person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Jesus refers to our spiritual heart. And he talks about what's inside comes out. What's inside comes out. He says, Jesus is saying, the matters of the heart matter. That's what Jesus is saying. The matters of the heart matter. And they do. Because everything flows from it. All of life's issues flow from that spiritual heart. And here's the hard facts. The number one cause of physical death in adults in the United States heart disease, heart attacks, heart failure. It's the number one cause in the United States of adult death, physical death. The number one cause of spiritual death in all of humanity is heart disease, heart trouble, heart failure. The spiritual one, it's the number one cause. I don't think it's a coincidence that our physical life and our spiritual life is tied to the heart. God is so brilliant when he refers to the spiritual heart and then when we look at our physical heart, how it affects our physical body, the spiritual heart affects our spiritual life the same way. It's no coincidence that that metaphorical tie is spoken of in scripture. Both our physical heart and our spiritual heart need to be cared for, doesn't it? It does. Think about your physical heart. When you're young, like some of our young people in here, like Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't think about his heart. Jimmy, how old are you, bro? Jimmy's 12 years old. He doesn't think about his heart. When he goes for a run, he just runs. When he plays ball, he just plays ball. When I go and run, I'm going, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Man. Whew. I better not run another mile. I might die. See, because the older you get, the more aware of your heart you are. 
And you're thinking about, I shouldn't eat that In-N-Out burger, though I like In-N-Out burger. I should skip, you know, I should jog more often. I should lower my stress, right? We're aware of our heart. We're aware of our heart, our physical heart. People become more aware of their physical heart. They exercise, they adjust their diets. But how about your spiritual heart? See, young people don't think about that either. They don't think about their spiritual heart. They don't think about their spirituality. But as you get older, you start to start thinking about those kinds of things. And the question is, how is your spiritual heart? What is the condition of your heart? It's the center of who we are. All the issues of life flow from that. And here's the thing. That heart never stops. See, your physical heart eventually is going to stop no matter how much exercise you do, how, how, good, how well in shape you are, how, how, how trim and slim you are. Your physical heart's eventually going to stop. But your spiritual heart, it beats eternally. But it can beat sick. It can be sick. It can be diseased. All humans have a spiritual heart disease. And if you don't care for your spiritual heart, you might have a sick life. I'm not even talking physically. I'm talking emotionally, relationally. Because everything flows out of that part of who you are. So how do you care for your spiritual heart? Well, what you're doing right now. You came to church. You gathered together with people so that you could hear the word of God. The word of God strengthens your spiritual heart. It does. For centuries, Christians and Jews have heard the word of God spoken and their hearts have been strengthened. Even in times of trouble, even in times of persecution, it was the word of God that strengthened their heart and helped to sustain them through some of the most horrendous times in history. See, gathering together and partaking and hearing God's word strengthens your spiritual heart. So what you're doing right now is heart care. You're working out your spiritual heart. Also encouraging each other in faith. The Bible says this, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When we encourage each other, it builds up their faith. When we speak words of life, when we speak God's word to each other, it builds up our faith and faith strengthens that heart, that spiritual heart muscle. Also serving one another. Laying down our own personal agendas and serving others. That strengthens your spiritual heart. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's why you see celebrities. It's why you see famous people. It's why you see super wealthy people. They're going, man, I, I, you know, I need to do something. I need to give. I need to give. Because their spiritual heart is starving. And they found that when they give and when they serve, it, 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 it feeds their spiritual heart. They may not even know how to articulate it, but they feel better. You might even hear them on television. Oh, I feel better when I serve here. When I serve the homeless, when I serve the needy, I feel better because it's strengthening their spiritual heart. Sacrificially giving of your time, your talents, and your treasures strengthens your heart. Listen, your spiritual heart matters most. Physical heart is good. Take care of it. But I want to ask you, are you going to take care of your spiritual heart? Because it's the one that lasts forever. And I don't want it beating sick inside of your soul. 
Listen to what Jesus said in this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. He says this, Blessed are the pure in heart. I'm going to read that again. I want you all to say heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? See God. Oh, man. Heart matters. Jesus Christ himself said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. See, the heart matters. The heart matters. And that's why this series is so vitally important. As a matter of fact, this series, Heart Matters, is going to be a grouping of series where I will talk about issues of the heart. So in a year or so, we may bring back our Heart Matters series, but we'll talk about a particular issue that will be different from the time past. So Heart Matters is a big, broad umbrella. For the next few weeks, we're going to look at one of those issues, one of those matters of the heart called honor. Everybody say honor. honor. We're going to examine what it means to live a lifestyle of honor, of honor. Honor, honoring God and those above us. Learning how to honor our peers and our relationships, our family members, and learning how to honor those who are less fortunate and less than. Because when we do, whew, there's benefits, there's rewards. The Bible gives us promises of long life when we honor, promises of health, Physical health when we honor. Promises of a good reputation, which is more valuable than even gold itself, when we honor. And more and more and more when we have a heart that is willing to honor. Oh, if we can get a hold of this. If we can get a hold of these principles and begin to exercise it. People around our community go, man, there's something about that church. Something about, they're not haters. They're not haters. They're, they're, not, crit they're not judgmental. Matter of fact, when I'm around those people from that place called refinery, I feel, what's the word? What's the word? I feel honored. See, that's the way God wants us to be. When, when, when people talk about refinery, we want to be able to say, we are honoring. So I want to invite you. James, come on up, bro. I want to invite you to join me over the next few weeks on Saturday nights. Come on out. And, and strengthen your heart and learn what it means to live a lifestyle of honor and reap the benefits of a heart of honor. Will you join me? Will you do that? I pray you will. I pray you will. Listen, as James comes up and we begin to close up our first, our first service of the night, um, I want to ask you, how is your heart condition? At the beginning, I had you try to find your pulse. The challenge is, where do you find your spiritual heart pulse? It's kind of hard to find, isn't it? What's the condition of your heart? Listen, everyone has a heart problem. Everyone. Everyone on this beautiful blue and green marble called earth. All of humanity 
has a heart condition. The Bible says in Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah said in chapter 17, verse 9 of his book, says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart. He knew it. We know it. Humanity has a spiritual heart disease. <laughs> but there's a cure. There's a cure. There's a cure that Jeremiah would love to have known. There's a cure that many of the ancient prophets prophesied of. A Messiah. His name is Jesus. He came to cure our spiritual heart disease. That's why he came. Many view him as a good man, a good teacher, a prophet. But his primary purpose was our heart. His primary purpose was to heal our sick hearts. The Bible says that God gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his son to pay for the sickness of our heart that plagues the human condition called sin. And his death on a cross wasn't just martyrdom. His death on the cross, the shedding of his blood, was to pay and cover the sickness of our heart. Possible. He made it possible to heal humanity's heart disease. Isn't that beautiful to think? That God would love us so much that he'd say, I'll pay the greatest price. I'll give you my life so that you can live eternally. The psalmist cried out to God. In Psalm chapter 51, verse 11, the psalmist cried out to God. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. He knew he needed to be cleansed. He knew he needed heart work. How about you? How about you? How about your heart? Right here, right now, you can get a new heart, a cleansed heart. A disease-free heart. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us. I love that wording. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's that cleansing of the heart that makes us right. It's what the psalmist was, was saying, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit. John says, yeah, confess your sins and God is faithful and will cleanse your heart. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at We Are Refinery. God bless.